Australia is made possible because of you, our fantastic listeners, and all our subscribers on Patreon. We have a show on uh, the Saturday night, which is the 24th today, and also we have uh, the Who Let the Ducks On in Hard Rock uh, on the 29th, the 30th, the 31st, uh, which is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday ne- uh, next week, this week, I don't know. Uh, but however, uh, I forgot to say, the show tonight is on Hurra. Ah, Hurra, it's free. It's free. Uh, Patreon.com. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I lost. You lost. <laughs> now I sound like a, a ex-president of Iceland. He was like this. Is that what he sounded like? Yeah, Olavur Ragnar Grímsson, the one who wore his pants really high. Yes. Yes. Yes, uh, he was uh, he was getting old. That's what happens. Just like with uh, Clint Eastwood, he started wearing high pants. Yeah, his pants are going like uh, to his nipples now. What? Yeah, yeah. Why? It's what old people do, old men. But why? Like, at what point in your life does it just become like? Uh, uh, it's necessary now for me to wear. It's necessary to wear my pants and the nipples. Yeah, skin is like really loose. So if you like you you. You buckle your belt and you you make it tight, but still you're like, it still lowers down because it's your skin is not like as su- supple. Supple, uh, it's not uh, as tight around your body about your your uh, whole meat endeavor. I just but when I think about it, like as you get older, especially as a man, mm-hmm. your balls are gonna keep sagging. Like yeah. they, the same thing that happens to breasts happens to testicles. Like they keep getting lower with age. So if you keep pulling your ha- your pants up higher mm-hmm. as you get older, you're just gonna be crushing your balls all the time. Maybe that's they're just trying to keep the balls uh, like close to your groin. Or then you're gonna end up like in in a situation where I mean, have you seen people who wear like really tight jeans and they clearly have just shoved everything in one leg of the pant? Yeah, I've seen that. It's and have you seen like uh, like overweight people who have their belts really tight, so it looks like it's painful, and also you can't see. Uh, where where an a bulge at all because yeah. it's drowned in fat. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I might be that person. You day. might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my wake up call. There's only one way to uh, avoid that. And, <laughs> Stop uh, eating. I will uh, to quote uh, Steve Martin when he was hosting the Oscars and uh, he was announcing. Gal Gabriel Garcia uh, Gab, what's his name? Gal Garcia Bernal. Yeah, he's announcing him on stage and said, "Our next uh, announcer, I would do anything to look like, except of course exercise and eat right." Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, it's so true. It's I was so watching true. Steve Martin and uh, the best movie musical ever made, The Little Shop of Horrors, mm. over, uh, yeah, on Sunday. He was good in that film. Yeah. He is amazing. He is in many bad movies, but he is amazing. His stand He is in many bad movies, like The Three Amigos, Roxanne. You're discounting his good movies. <laughs> I was doing it on purpose. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was like, what was it? Uh, like 12 children movie oh cheaper by the dozen and cheaper by the dozen too and then there, there was another one he did with goldie horn um uh, house hitter house hitter yeah, yeah, that was yeah. terrible yeah i think i saw that even twice i think i did reason. i think i watched it a lot as yeah. a child um i there is a i read something in empire magazine once of something called murphy's law mm. Which is originally some other thing, Murphy's well, Law. Do you know what Murphy's Law is? Tell me. Murphy's, it's, it comes from the, uh, like, I think it's Irish originally, but Murphy's Law is that whatever you want to happen won't happen. Right. So, you know, um, you've planned this wonderful party outside in this glorious backyard, yeah. and Murphy's Law is that it's going to rain. Right, yeah, Murphy's Law. <clears throat> the worst possible outcome will happen. It's similar to the Heisenberg Principle, then. What's the Heisenberg uh, What Anything that can go wrong will, will go, go wrong. wrong. As in Heisenberg is in like Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's where he got his uh, uh, alias from. Oh, okay. But uh, the, what Empire Magazine, you liked, it talked about Murphy's Law within the comedy movie industry is mm. when uh, you are popular and you are hot. Uh, it means that you're bound. When if, you, for example, Will Ferrell had this streak, s- yeah, streak yeah. of awesome movies. And this was written during his, like, uh, uh, when he had had done everything was going for him. It's like, when it was when he was still on SNL. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he uh, was uh, had recently stopped being on SNL. But he was like he was really hot and his and uh, all his movies were kind of uh, edgy when it comes to and and, and edgy and progressive when it comes to humor. Mm. But Murphy's Law, which is named after Eddie Murphy. Oh, right. It uh, means that he's after the streak, there's going to be... Uh, what's Family it? movies. Family a movies. A dip. <laughs> he's going to drop the do a little. A slump. A, a slump. S- a slump. A slump. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, so, and we are looking at uh, Daddy's Home too. And yeah, okay. So, like, Ed, Ed, Eddie Murphy was, you know, Beverly Hills Cop. And yeah, coming to America. Coming to America. And then Dr. Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle in a haunted mansion and meet Dave and stuff like that. Uh, there are so many Eddie Murphy movies. And the fat people one? That's the that's the clumps. The clumps. And Flubber sequel to no Flubber was Robin Williams. Uh, Flubber is actually kind of good. Wasn't he in Flubber? No, that's Robin Williams. Flubber is a remake of a Jerry Lewis movie. And also, Nutty Professor is a remake of a Nutty Jerry Professor. Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he was his whole fat family. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to make movies where he's always his whole fat family. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he did Norbert, where he was uh, a, a nerdy guy and mm. his fat girlfriend and their Chinese neighbor. <laughs> oh, Eddie. I need to see that movie. 
Oh, Eddie. Uh, we should watch that one together and do like a little uh, primpy part of this thing. We should. We should. He's. I mean, he's also, he is kind of immune to criticism because, you know, it, throughout his career, mm. he's been incredible. He's been transphobic. He's been homophobic. <laughs> he's fat shamed. He's been racist. And people still love him. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, we should always, you know, here's the thing with the whole PC thing. Uh, yeah, I like the fact that uh, we're pointing out all all of these things mm-hmm. in, um, in comedians, but I also like I kind of like it when they go, yeah, well, this is just the way I am, and still yeah. do it. Uh, something about that, <clears throat> but it, it depends on how they do it. I have, for example, I have. Well, this is different, but with uh, Adam Sandler. Talking about the bad movies, he's done like so many, so bad many films. bad movies, yeah. but he he doesn't seem to give a shit. He keeps on keeping on. Yeah, and also like in interviews, he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm making money, and people are like every movie I make, they keep on coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm making movies for the baller. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the bowler needs movies, too. He knows his audience. He knows his audience. I mean, and then once in a while he does this indie thing and... and uh, or Like or, Funny People. Funny that people. was good. That was a wonderful movie. Mm. A good movie about comedy. Also, yeah, it, because his characters had so many flaws. Did uh, I ever tell you about the... Like, I read Kathy Griffin's Celebrity Run-Ins, and she has a whole chapter on Eddie Murphy. Right. And um, there was this big... I don't know, Hollywood thing where they had all these greats of comedy come together for a photo shoot for like Vanity Fair or something. Mm. And she'd met him briefly a few times and had been a fan of him for years and years. And in her, um, in her book, she talks about how she was basically immediately behind him mm-hmm. and realized in that moment, okay, he's going to be whisked away after this photo. So if there's a chance to make contact, I'm going to do it now. So while they were waiting in between shots, she just, you know, uh, said, hi, I'm Kathy Griffin. He said, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just said, I, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of your stuff. You know, how, how are you? Like, how's life? And he honestly answered her, well, I wake up most days at 3 p.m. And then um, just do what I can to not kill myself. Right, yeah. Like, and it was, she was just like so taken back at how honest he was about how depressed he is. Yeah, like in recent interviews, because he has been a recluse for years. Mm. Recent interviews, I saw him at Ellen and some other, because he's, I I guess he's better now. Uh, But I I can see like pain in his eyes. Yeah, there there is some anguish there. Yeah, comedy, man. It crushes the soul, man. Crushes, and we. I think so many like it. It's there's also a a thing of when you rise so quickly, people get do get sick of you. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, look at Amy Schumer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also because she's a woman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's already dealing with that, but she rose very fast. Mm -hmm. And then you add the fact that she's a woman on top of the fact that she's not this stereotypical Hollywood woman, Mm -hmm. and then. She, she was suddenly everywhere all right. at once. And then people go, ah, oh, I hate her. I'm sick of her. Yeah. And her next movie is about uh, looks. It's, mm. it's kind of, uh, it's a twist on the whole. Uh, Shallow Shal- Shal- Hal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where she feels, she sees herself as the, uh, the gorgeous mega girl. babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, like, I would say a stronger 
stronger uh, point of view mm. than Shallow Hal because mm. Shallow Hal was uh, problematic to say the least. It was very. It true. was. It was. But uh, yeah, uh, I I'm uh, looking forward to that mm. one. I don't know what I was going to say. I've had a quite a week. Me too. Yes, I started with going to a summer house with the uh, Earth. Yeah. Uh, Örn Eldjörn who is my friend he's your cousin yes he is my uh, and or uncle he is my mother brother son <laughs> and uh, we went to uh, we spent two nights in a tiny cabin mm. where we were working on a musical and we watched the musicals in our downtime, so we watched. So you watched Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors, and we watched Into the Woods, with that, which I had never seen before. Oh, I have never seen it, and I do not have a desire to. It has this whole kind of um, Harry Potter esque. Uh, it's the cats. It's, it's sort the, of. The, it's the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales. And Meryl Streep's in it. Meryl Streep's in it. She's great, and everyone is good in it actually. And it's interesting. It's an interesting story, but I feel like uh, it was more edgy when it was on in on Broadway. Stage. Okay. Because there are things there where, where uh, for example, they keep in the part where they cut off the uh, stepsisters' toes and heels. Like, remember that? That's in the original uh, Cinderella story. They cut off her toes. They cut off uh, the stepsister's toes because she, so she will fit in the uh, in the shoe. Oh. And it cut off the other one's heel. Mm. So it's 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 horrific. And then, after they are busted, found out, um, Cinderella's bird friends attack the stepsisters, steps, stepsisters, <laughs> <laughs> and blind them. Oh, and that's included in the film, but it's always off camera or told by a narrator. And I'm saying, this could have been perfect if mm. you just, you just kept in the sick shit from the Grimm's fairy tales. Mm-hmm. But it was a Disney production, so they skipped it, mm. which is uh, well, it was kind of lame. So it was. I've, I feel like there was only half a movie there, uh, and also it's one of those musicals which is mostly sung. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means they're singing the same song again and again and you feel like uh, your brain is about a mess. It's like the so-called musicals of Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes, the yeah, so-called yeah. musicals. Can we have a break where people just have a conversation mm-hmm. for a moment? So, but it's, uh, when, I'm, when I'm working on musicals with, for theatre, I've often uh, had to like uh, make clear, oh no, this is like what they, what's called a play with songs, mm, mm, mm. which is what I call a musical. That's a me mu- too. Yeah, but a musical, uh, according to some people, or maybe according to the dictionary, is something where it's pr- mostly sung the whole time, like yeah. Rent and uh, Les Miserables mm. and... Um, and uh, this thing into the woods, which is like this: into the woods, da 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 da, into the woods, da 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 da, into the woods, and na 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 da 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 da. Well, where did I pass it? Into the woods, 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 into the woods. And now we'll talk for a while. Into the woods, It's like this the whole time, and and and. Um, it's uh, so I, I we I kind of just watch that with one eye. But then I watched half of Les Miss, mm. which I hadn't seen, the mm. recent uh, thing with Anne Hathaway. And oh my God, Russell Crowe. 
He's terrible, isn't he? What? Why? How? Why I do mean, we keep accepting him? No, but I, I like, I find, because he, what's fascinating about this production, who was the director of that movie? Uh, wasn't it Scorsese or something? No. Or someone big? It was someone big, but it wasn't Scorsese. He did a musical once, uh, Scorsese, uh, called New York, New York. It was during his cocaine years. Mm. Which means it was horrible. It's it's probably rated as his. Was it Soderbergh? No, it's not Soderbergh. Uh, it's uh, Tom Hooper, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Hooper had done things like uh, I guess uh, he did the Danish Girl. He did the King's Speech. Didn't he do Ray? Uh, mm. No, no, no. He probably didn't do Ray. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> And the what's what I found was fascinating. I have to watch the whole movie only watch like the first half hour. Uh, is that the so you've only got six more half hours mm-hmm. to go? Yeah, it's the fact that they sing there on the spot. It's not dubbed. They are singing. Mm. What you hear is what they're singing. Is their the actual set. voices? Yeah. yeah. So Did you get to the the head shaving scene? The head shaving scene and her singing. I had to turn it off after her song. Uh, I dreamed a dream because I was crying so much. And she she did it in one take. It did one. T- I mean, it was. I and then I just. And I don't I, get why people hate her so much. Well, I don't know. I don't hang around people who hate Anne Hathaway. Mm. But haters are everywhere. They're That's everywhere. what they do. They hate people who have nothing to do with them. But you're saying Russell Crowe. Uh, Russell Crowe, he, it's amazing. So here, I, what I think is, I mean, I guess he can hold a tune. Yeah. But it's, this is not a regular he tune. He can hold a tune like Tom Waits can hold a tune. I mean, Tom Waits, he has a voice. He has a, he's a rock star. Yeah. Because he's singing with his soul. Bless you. And he's just, he doesn't even know where his voice is going. So yeah, that's, okay. that's the fact it's like jazz. But... Uh, Russell Crowe, he has. You are arrested, and you have broken the law. I was like, is this is is the song the problem, or, or is, is it him? Is it him? <laughs> I think it's both because you have to because these lyrics, these melodies, in this uh, movie, in this musical, they're not easy. No. No. It's a lot of it's not a lot of change that no, they do no, the no. same uh, repetition over and over again. But that is that is it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, isn't it? Eh, no, it's not Andrew Lloyd Webber. Okay, it's someone else. I can't remember. However, um, uh, there is a scene like like where uh, Hugh Jackman he does like a one take thing as well, mm-hmm. and it, it is beautiful. But uh, his song is not uh, as singable as Anne Hathaway's mm-hmm. song. So, and they they both uh, definitely belong in the film. But I think uh, uh, when they hired Russell Crowe, somebody said, "Yeah, he can sing. He's in a band." And then he came on set and he sang, and they like. Well, he's in costume. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's let like, him do it. It's like Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. Oh God. Yeah, but uh, but during that movie, so people, somebody probably said, "Oh my God, he can't sing," and the director said, "Nobody cares. It's Pierce Pe- Brosnan. It's Pierce Brosnan. People are gonna just enjoy the fact that he cannot sing. <laughs> it's gonna be actually sexy on him." <laughs> 
Yeah, so what's that? And um, and also Dr. Horrible Sing Along Blog, which is a 42-minute musical by uh, Josh Wheaton and starring uh, Neil Patrick Harris and oh. Nathan Fillion, which is a very good blueprint for mm. a musical. Mm-hmm. It's very good because it has... Uh, every kind of uh, uh, plot device song that you need while uh, when you're do, when you're trying to do mm. uh, a fast paced musical which mm. ours will will be ah. see i i always have these indie musicals in my head that i saw once in a theater and mm. never saw again and they were always my favorites like right. there was one i saw in melbourne it was called brave new world order Mm-hmm. And it was set in the distant future where everyone has awakened from these bunkers. So the apocalypse happened, mm. but the apocalypse was hundreds of years ago. Wow. And when they went into the bunker, so these, these are like the, they, no, it starts, it starts with them just going into the bunker and they've all got things that they want to teach the world about. And so some of the items are like an 80s ballad songbook. Yeah. Um, a Bible. Like, and things like that. And you get to see Chinese whispers because then it, it the play cuts and you get to see like, <laughs> bless you. You get to see like five or six generations down the track where they're all inbred. Um, <laughs> and they're in their little churches and basically wow. their gospel is the songs of Roxette. And, oh, wow. And, and na, 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 na. yeah, <laughs> she's got the look um and and yeah i i love that one and i love hedwig and angry inch have yeah you seen that? i have to see that one again because oh. i did like it at the time but it keeps on popping on the best musicals of it all is time my lists. dream to play hedwig one day okay okay let's make it happen. let's make it happen let's make it happen um so what were you went uh, uh, i went to london 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 via New Road. <laughs> Are you local? Um, I went to London. I saw Maria Bamford. Yes. So uh, like a whole show. Yeah. How long was it? It was an hour and she had an opener um, and it was a surprise. The opener was an Australian comedian called Felicity Ward. You know her? I do know her. Well, I mean, I think I've met her once, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've seen her a lot and she's well known in Australia. And she's also kind of like a comedian who's done a lot about bipolar disorder right. in Australia. She yeah, did a yeah. big series on it on our national uh, television show. And Maria was great. She did quite a, a lot of new stuff. Right. And and it was just, I mean, that's the, she, she's the kind of comedian. It's a show. It's going to be an hour. She's never going to give you more than that. Mm-hmm. And you just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw her, uh, saw her in uh, LA for, for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. But it was with um, along like Neil Brennan and yeah. Dimitri Martin and Judd Apatow. It was a wonderful show. But this was a Christmas present from your boy. It was. It was an amazing Christmas present. We did a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And one of them actually leads to my, well, let's get there in a second on that note. I'm Australian. And I am Icelandic. And together we are... Australia. Australia. It's not a yellow breaking And this grey won't ever grows Within England's every rose But Australia, Australia Forever in the mountains I am always 
be alone, always be alone, always be alone. Okay, so uh, firstly, I just, there was a funny thing that I noticed, because I, as you know, my parents are from the northeast of England, and I'm pretty good with their accents. Yes. I'm often uh, translating for Icelanders from English to English. Yes. Um, and uh, when we got to, so we, we arrived at, at the, one, of the, one of the least favorite airports in London, Luton. Ah, with the cheap one, Luton in London. Luton in London, which is quite far away from everything, and it's a shitty airport. Mm. Um, and we arrived, and we went to the desk to get the tickets for the train. Mm. And the guy, at, this is literally what it sounded like to me. I said hi. He goes, alright, if I go. I said, um, we just want to go to London. And I swear to God, he was like, well. So, um, you get a ticket, you go to Waffle Tube Officer and Pumple Tump, and uh, <laughs> which is a flax rope, and it's all the same train, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, those are words? We'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll figure it we're, out. They're not probably signs. There should be signs. The names over there are so stupid. Yeah. Waffle Crump. Waffle Hibbity Gibbet. Yeah. Waffle Crump and Hibbity Gibbet. The next station is Onky Monk. Those all sound like teachers in Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I did have a little bit of a embarrassment of the week. Um, so, we, I mean, we did a lot. We, we went to see Maria Bamford. We checked out the gay district. I had a really lovely moment. Um, so there's an Icelander who lives in London who we are Twitter friends. We've never met. Right. Um, he, he, for a job, he edits movie trailers over there. Right. And um, we were tweeting jokes back and forth to each other that day. Uh, Frenchie and I went and found this gay bar in Soho called Compton's of Soho. Mm -hmm. And we went upstairs and we sat down. We were having a drink and I was having a chat to him. And I just heard this voice go, Jono. Mm -hmm. And it was the dude from Twitter. Cool, cool. Yeah. So uh, just recognized you? Yeah, he recognized me. He heard my voice. Mm. I think he listens to the podcast. Right. And we, we went to dinner with him and his friends and then, you know, showed us around. Um, but on this second last day, we decided we're going to go do stuff. So mm. we went to the Tate Modern. Yes. The museum. Yeah. Uh, and uh, then Named after Catherine Tate. Named after Catherine Tate, of course. <laughs> and uh, and then we, we, we did decided because he loves, Frenchie loves aquariums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I do as well. I do as well, but I because have Because fish are so dumb, they don't realize they're in prison. Yeah. They're so so you, so you don't feel bad when you're there. Yes. Yeah. Um, especially sharks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but apparently octopi yeah. are very smart. And they know yeah. they're in prison. They constantly try and kill themselves. Yeah, but they're, also, they're so smart that they just contemplate it and write sonnets about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> they release albums. Yeah, they just—they have a whole like, uh, like they have a whole epic cultural saga inside their minds, mm, which mm. they'll ever never be able to convey. I mean, the number one iTunes art is by Octopopodus, and it's yeah. called a gilded cage. I mean, right. you know, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the 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 title track on that album is "Get Me Out of Here." Yeah. My eight arms are wanting to strangle. It's it's an emo yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't really thought that joke. Yeah, through. I remember a poem by an octopus that was like, "If I should throw a rock 
inside this glass castle, I will die, and everything will I don't know. But I will be free. I was find, trying to find the word to that rhymes with castle, but all castle. I can f- found was a rascal. Asshole. Yes. <laughs> if I should throw a rock inside this glass castle, then I will die. And, and so will the assholes. Yeah, so will the assholes. <clears throat> razzmatazzle. <laughs> and he does a razzmatazzle with his arms. But I have this. I have this thing where I don't know if it's it's part of. I mean, it's always been this way. I don't know if it's gotten worse as I've gotten older. But you know, when you go you go to a museum and then you go to a market and then you you do a lot of slow walking. Mm-hmm. You know, walking around. We went to obviously the Camden markets mm-hmm. and. And slow walking, slow like slow walking yeah. when you're just looking at things and mm-hmm. walking very slowly. Like every every person that's on the way to the grocery store from my house, it's which slow walking because they're tourists. tourists. <laughs> yeah. It's but like I feel like I'm in a video game, like Frogger or something. Like, uh, yeah. excuse uh, me, uh, uh, oh no, a human barricade! Oh, they're taking they're picture of a fire hydrant. Sky, <laughs> yeah. Um, Look at the sky. It's just like the sky over there. <laughs> But it, the, I find slow walking is actually more exhausting mm-hmm. than regular walking. Absolutely. And so when you've done, so we did Camden Market and then the next day we did the Tate Modern. And so uh, I start I start getting a little whingy because yeah. um, uh, Frenchie's like, let's go to the aquarium. I went, how far away is it? <laughs> like, oh, he's like, we can walk there. And so we start walking and then on our way, Surprise, surprise, we just saw this thing. I was like, I didn't know that was here. The London Dungeon. Take a trip through London's murky past. Right, and right. it has 19 attractions and two rides. And it's this oh. massive interactive experience. It's, a, uh, it's like an old prison in a torture chamber. It's, well, basically, you go through these rooms and it's like a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And they have these character actors mm-hmm. who also tell you things about what yeah. happened in London and it's you know there's lots of animatronic things in there like you're in one of the things you're in this hospital room with a plague nurse mm. and then they one of them says something about leeches and then the seats have been programmed to have these things that feel like leeches are under your ass yeah and there's lots of jump scares and mm. stuff um but it's long it goes for an hour and a half and right. we've been wow. slow walking a lot and I was starting to because after like the first five rooms, I hope this doesn't ruin it for anyone who's going to go in. After the first five rooms, you start going, okay, I get the formula. We're going to be taken into this room, told some stuff, <coughs> bless you, told some stuff. And then, uh, and then suddenly something's going to happen. Someone's coming and they go, quick, you have to get out of this door and go this way. And then qu- they always say, quickly now, quickly now. Quickly, quickly. quickly. And then yeah. everyone's just shuffling along. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so halfway through, we get to the Sweeney Todd section. All right. So, and... Was Sweeney Todd a real person? Yes. Oh. And, and the woman who put people in pies was a real person as well. Yeah. And so we get into the pie shop and she was my least favorite actor. And I, I always have a huge amount of sympathy for those people because I used to do jobs like that. Yeah. I used to, I used to, to do, do, I used not in theme parks, but I did character work. How? Like, uh, in, I might, I might be a fake paparazzi person at somebody's wedding or, oh. or be dressed as a French courtesan for some festival and have to walk around and just talk to people for four hours. 
Both sound like more fun than uh, the London dungeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, every time you leave a room, you're like, oh my god, they must have to do that 20 times a day. And it's, it's clearly a script, and they've got, they've been directed. Um, anyway, we get into this room, and I'm starting to get tired, and I'm like. Oh, I just really want to. Can we have a break and just have a beer or something in the middle? And I also I I told this to Frenchie, but I have this weird thing where when I'm in um, fake places, like you know the walls are pretend brick mm-hmm. and everything's kind of latex, mm-hmm. and I can only be around it for so long before I start to feel like I want to shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, and it's it's it just and it also it has a weird smell and it just it gets to it brings out the autistic person in me, mm-hmm. like I it's too much. So we walk into this Mrs. What's her name is pie shop. Yeah, Mrs. Murder Pie. Mrs. Murder Pie, and she makes everyone come up to the front. And they've got all these fake pies with fingers sticking out of them mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, well, she didn't do a very good job. No, she didn't, she didn't hide them very well. Know, you know, at one on, point a trap sh- door opens and a body comes down. She's like, not yet. Yeah, I would. I don't. If I was a cannibal, I wouldn't be a finger person. No, so, uh, they're they're bony. Yeah, There's although I am, I do. I like you chicken like chicken wings. wings. Yeah. yeah. So are the fingers the chicken wings? I just think they would cannibals? be a bit, bit shit. Yeah. Well, that would be the rectum. That would be a bit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, and they've all they've all got that voice on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, come on. And she makes everyone come up to the front. And I, as because I'm a performer myself, so in those situations, I prefer to be at the back because I don't want to be involved. Yeah. I don't, please, you know, it's, I'm the same when I watch comedy. It's like, please don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, talk to a regular person. I, I'm just here to watch. But I accidentally was at the front. And so... <laughs> Then, then she's talking about how wonderful her pies are. And then she points me out and says, you love, what's your name? Mm. And I said, Jono. And she said, oh, look at you. You've got quite a bit of meat on you, don't you? <laughs> and I, under my breath, but I think she heard me. I was like, well, being fat shamed by an out of work actor in a dungeon is a new low for me. <laughs> You should have said it out loud. I did not. I, I'm pretty sure she heard. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure she heard because she had this moment where she just paused, and then went back to her script. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm. I, but I, I really. I, I actually appreciated it. I though. really wanted to go. Really, Queen. <laughs> the really Queen. I paid yeah. fifty pounds to be fat shamed by you. No, thank no, no. you. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think. I mean it. I think she. I, I feel as if that would have uh, was a refreshing response Probably. in something that's basically a conveyor belt mm-hmm. of phrases in her life. So I guess you. I think you made her day actually. And you had so. Uh, so she had something to talk about. Well, there there was another moment. I said something under my breath, and I'm pretty sure he heard me too. Because um, it was in the torture chamber mm. where they would, and I got picked out to sit in the torture chair. Right. And he was demonstrating all the all the torture devices, and he pulled out this one. Is this is the balloon? And what we do, it, like it looks like a bicycle horn. Uh-huh. We, we put it in your mouth, and we twist these bits, and it opens everything <laughs> up, and your teeth break, and your jaw breaks. <laughs> and he's like, and there's something else we can do with it. Stand up. And I stood up, and he goes, turn around touch the arms of the chair and so obviously that means I'm going to be bending over and I just said under my breath here comes the casual homophobia 
and, and sure enough, he said, you've done this before. <laughs> and I turned around to the 50 uh, people there and I went, I have. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Did a little, little performance there. The, 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 the icing on the cake. There is at the end of this thing. This is the icing on the, the cake. Icing on the cake. We call this the cake. I can see you. <laughs> like even even in the bathrooms, when you go to pee, you can hear voices go. I can see you. <laughs> you hear screams and. Yeah. But at the what end, was like back then, we were just lurking around going. Ah, <laughs> where's um, me gin? Where, where's me gin and me flippity gibbets? <laughs> <laughs> and so at the end, they their whole thing is about execution and stuff. And they have this ride, which is, you've probably seen them at, at tourist parks where you sit in this thing mm. and unexpectedly it just drops. Yeah. So it, they did say, you're going to drop 10 meters. If you don't want to do it, you can exit through the gift shop that mm. way. So we sit down, you have to put all the loose clothing and stuff. And they take a picture of you as you drop. Mm. And we didn't buy the picture because it's a rot. Mm. Um, but we, we saw at the end. <laughs> so there's me and Frenchie sitting in this ride. And the picture is him looking shocked. Mm. Like almost screaming. And there's just me sitting with a, a closed mouth staring straight ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and we walked out and he said, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a comedian. Yeah, it's, but it's, I, I, I thought, I wish I bought it because I think it is a perfect encapsulation of us as a couple. Mm-hmm. Like there's me unimpressed with everything and him with the sense of wonderment and excitement. Yeah. 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 yeah that's, yeah. Uh, I've heard about the sense of wonderment and excitement. I, uh, I believe I felt it once at some point in my life. I f- oh. believe I had a couple of moments uh, in, ch- in childhood. We went to an escape room. An escape room? Mm-hmm. Mm. And we didn't get out. Oh. <laughs> we didn't even get the first clue. Because you're just lying on a bunker uh, looking at your phone. Well, and saying, <laughs> they're going to let us out anyway. Sooner or later. No, no, no. I did try. I did try. But I think I've worked out escape rooms are not for two people. No. Um, and so, and also, I mean, it was in a Namco uh, arcade. Yeah. And it, you only had six minutes to solve the whole thing. And the guy said, oh, well, here's the thing. The guy was like, we had a problem with one of the clues. So the first lock is on this four. Mm-hmm. First lock is already undone for you. Right. And so we're like, oh, great. We're going to ace this. Mm-hmm. But he didn't really explain anything. He just he just said, right, so like, the first clue is involved with the king of space. Eh? It's in the drawers. Uh, good luck. <laughs> you can watch the video if you want. I'll be outside if you need help. I'll be outside if you need help. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, in the escape room, the room we're supposed to escape from on your own. Yeah. He'll be outside if, if you need, need some help. help. Yeah. So there's a how. And you can see him watching you as well through this, this glass. Doesn't really. I and mean, he was just on his phone. <laughs> I would like, I mean, here's, uh, you remember the movie, the game with uh, Michael, Michael Douglas? Yes. I would like that where I actually believe I'm in danger. Yeah. Okay. Where, yeah. I, where I'm doubting. But then everything. someone's probably going to kill someone. Uh, I mean, if they, I guess they will have to have some contingency plan. But I, I, the embarrassing thing there is that I worked out that as problem solvers, we are like a bull in a china shop together. Mm. Because he said it's in the drawers. 
So yeah. we just opened every drawer and threw everything on the ground and went, is it this number? No. Is it this number? No. Is it this number? Yeah. And then it ended and the guy came in and was like, no, oh, you didn't, you didn't solve it. Did ya? <laughs> <laughs> and we went, no, what's the trick? And apparently there was this folder Yeah. and it had like transparencies and you put them together to make the playing card and it gave you the code. Mm. And I was like, well, that was never going to be solved in six minutes. No, I would like to do something like that. They uh, have one here in Reykjavik. Ha- yeah, I was asked to uh, participate very recently, but mm. I had some other plans. I'd do it with you. So I was going to acquire practice. However, <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, I had an embarrassment of sorts. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been going on since uh, last uh, December. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, uh, Raquel, who is my marketing lady, your merch, my merch, your merchant, m- my merch, 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 merch. <laughs> uh, she, um, she uh, got a email because mm-hmm. she gets all the crap, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why she is essential to my business. And uh, she got an email from. She's a... also incredibly attractive. Yes, she mm-hmm. is very beautiful. And um, she, um, uh, yeah, she uh, got an email from a guy who uh, who uh, owns the uh, patent mm-hmm. to uh, the Viking clap sound, which is who the Spelled. one that was made famous during the World Cup last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that uh, we nicked. From uh, Scotland. Scotland, yes, a Scottish team, I believe, called mm-hmm. Mother or something, mm-hmm. and uh, which is, yeah, and uh, it's spelled H, how u how H U with a comma H H. So and he's put a patent. Yeah, it's not who, huh? it's who, but because but he spells it ha. No, he spe- he does the comma. Oh, yeah, 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 but to a, to an English speaker, you go, huh? Yeah. I, so you, huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, the thing is, yeah, the whole football mania was in Iceland when we were in uh, EM. and It was uh, last summer. The summer of 16. 16, okay, yeah. so two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I drew a picture of a, a Icelandic footballer uh, saying the word "who," but I spell it H U comma yeah U H U, and uh, <clears throat> yeah. So he says, "No, I own who," with an H U H, and you have the word there, and I was like, "But it's not the same spelling. I mean, it's only like sixty percent of your spelling." Mm. And uh, also, how can you own who? Why would you and do that? I think also internationally, if there's any lawyers listening to this, I think when it comes to creative stuff, you only have to change a very small percent, and it's you know it it's yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. I know, I know, I know that, and also uh, I've gotten in the past, since I uh, went on the internet, I put this whole story on the internet last uh, yesterday. I've gotten so many messages from people saying, you know, uh, legally, blah, 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 blah. And in fact, the fact is we have a lawyer who's working on it and uh, she's very good, but uh, I'm not worried at all in no. any, any way when it comes to uh, uh, trials or suing so, legal so or to, something like that. To make this more, to clear this, this whole story up. So this guy, uh-huh. after the World Cup, went to the patent office yeah. in Iceland 
and put a copyright on the word H U accent H. Yeah, and so everything that has U H. Yeah, it's a U with a comma over it. Well, it's an accent mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's accent U. Accent U. Yeah. Um, H accent U H. Yes. Uh, and and with an exclamation mark as well, or yeah. Okay, and so anytime someone puts that on merchandise, on clothing, on clothing, or alcohol, or that's, alcohol, that's the two things he has. Uh, then they, you have to pay him a percentage. Yeah, uh, or, or you, you're not, you have to stop or pay him. So how much does he want? I we we were supposed to uh, make him an, an offer. offer. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so I was just. Why? I mean, it's it's smart. It's smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's smart like uh, mm, let's see. It's smart like uh, uh, like going and buying the website Coca-Cola.com before they had a website because then they would have to pay you to have it. Yeah. Like buying the domain name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's smart, but it's dickish. It's a dick move. Mm. He's being a dick mm. because. I mean, here's what I thought about the word who. Like, isn't it kind of just dick kiss to take that word, which kind of... It's, it, was a, it was the word of 2016. Yeah. It, it's not a word, it's a sound effect. It's, it's, uh, it's and a it's a, u- it's a unifying thing that is associated with an entire yeah. country now. Uh, an entire country where they... Uh, like, everyone was friends yeah. during... Of course. A divided nation were, were, were became friends. Became one. Yeah. We, and we became one by shouting nonsensual... Uh, and uh, clapping. No, yeah, nonsensual word that sounded like this. <laughs> and uh, it is beautiful. So I, like, when I said, okay, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. People mm. would buy this t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people would put this on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. This will be good for the t-shirt business. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that I would just buy it. And if I would buy it, I would never try to, like, stop other people to from doing it. it yeah. Because that is the dick move of dick moves. Mm. And... Um, so uh, I was like, and also I thought like, why, why, are he, why is he doing this? He can just do his who, his who t-shirts or his who hats or whatever, his who beer, and make money. What do you know? We what? are not, we're not going to destroy his business. People no. are, people are only, people are mainly buying my stuff because of the stick figures, which are kind of recognizable. Mm. And then I added a who, so hey, I, I like football. I like the stick figures. I will buy this t-shirt. Mm. But we are not, I wouldn't say that because tourism is like, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a sickness. It's a plague. It's a influenza on this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to find more positive words, but uh, it's 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 true. It's it, true. It's it brings out the worst in business people here. Yeah, everyone's trying to make as much money as they can now without making it sustainable. Uh-huh. And in turn, there's not a lot left for, to go around. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I. Here's the thing. I have no real interest in um, the. I, w- I wouldn't notice if mm. we would stop selling these t-shirts mm. and Akel is doing the job. I don't really care about this picture. I don't even, it's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very cheap attempt. Of, I, I drew it because I 
it was a cheap attempt of getting as many likes as I could okay. because during that football season I was getting a whole lot of likes <clears throat> because I was drawing football jokes for this Finnish uh, um, magazine so mm. I was uh, and I posted them on my site as well mm. so uh, I, it was good business mm. so I did it for purely soulless, soulless capitalist reasons mm-hmm. which is what he's doing but I would never try to take it from someone else who's saying, this is mine. Yeah, okay. By pressure. Do you know what this guy does for a living? Uh, I think he's, uh, uh, he, he's, <laughs> he is a um, uh, gym teacher, <gasps> which is kind of, I feel like. What? Uh, so he's not a business person? No, it's, he's actually the, the profession that as a child I felt was my nemesis. Mm. <laughs> oh, gym teacher. But uh, that's, that's just funny. And um, I, I just, we, I, we kind of just ignored him when mm. he started sending this. And then he said, hey, you have to stop. You have to stop doing this. He sent this. you a cease and desist. Yeah, basically. Um, and uh, was his communication from legal representation? Yeah, at some point. Uh, wow. And uh, we just then we got legal representation, and I mean we're good. We are not worried at all. We and you know, and uh, the legal side of this, I don't care about it. Mm. Uh, if we win, then that's good news for the nation because then everyone gets the who. Mm. Everyone owns it. If we lose, it's the who of the people? Yeah, it's the peephole. Power to the peephole. Who? 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 There must be another <laughs> way. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, so but if we lose, then he gets the who. Then he's the Grinch that stole who, and that's just that's but, on him. You, now I read yesterday you've done something extra with this T-shirt. No, uh, or was what? it always like that? It, like the the. Is it half of the profits go to... Oh, yeah, yeah. We're sell- we're- so, this is what I did. <clears throat> this is the chronological thing of what happened. Mm. I, uh, so, we get these letters and we're like, oh, come on, we got stuff to do. We don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And we we're annoyed. And why is he doing this? Mm. And we talk to each other. This is, this is a dick move, right? I mean, it's legal, but it's a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, he's being a dick... So in uh, so he's uh, basically putting his dick on the table, so we can we can uh, honor his challenge mm. and participate in a dick fight and mm. be dicks back. And I thought, yeah, I I can be a dick. Uh, and uh, I thought I was always also thinking, oh, if you are going to fuck with me, I'm sorry, but I I'm gonna have to fuck with you. Mm. And if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's probably the only thing that I'm good at is fucking with people. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, on Thursday night, I am talking to Gisli Martit, Nachacho mm-hmm. host mm-hmm. here, and he's saying, "Hey, uh, you're on the show tomorrow. Uh, what's going on with you? Do, do we have any topics?" And I'm like, hmm, I think I can make something happen. Okay. So the next morning. Uh, for all or more, for basically our uh, capitalistic uh, shitbag reasons, I told our story. Uh, I I told it to just said, hey, uh, this this T-shirt. Uh, I put a picture of T-shirt. This is a picture that I simply call who, 
uh, which I drew in 2016 and then later we printed it on a t-shirt and then uh, um, a year and a half later we got an email from a guy who says he owns who and we thought wait 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 we spell it differently so we went to the patent office and said hey um, can we buy who uh, the way we spell it because we were going to buy that and then give that to the people mm. we, we were going to be Robin Hood okay because uh, it's all uh, it's all it images everything mm-hmm. and uh, if he's being a dick we are going to be the sweet sweet pussy mm-hmm. and uh, um, he then but they, they said no he basically owns the way you spell it as well because it means it's the same word it means the same it's just a different spelling so we're like okay, okay so we can't do our our brilliant Robin Hood thing damn it what can we do then well if we find him to be dickish then other people must find him this to be yeah, dick, okay. dickish. And uh, so we uh, decided to dick shame him. Mm-hmm. And so we put the story on the internet and I just said it like this and I said, da, 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 da. so we're not allowed to do it. So um, we are selling this t-shirt and uh, just please buy them. And because it's Motomars, which is a, a mustache march. Yeah, which is cancer awareness. Cancer like awareness. Prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna uh, give it to uh, a cancer research, and and uh, then I went to uh, put it on the internet. So you're giving how much of the percentage? Uh, half of it. Half of it is yeah. going to the cancer research. Yeah. Wow. And uh, then I went to Raquel's office, and it was a busy day. I gotta tell you, she has this uh, setting in her phone where it goes ka-ching every one time there's a sale. <laughs> Everyone's like ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. I'm like, wow, wow. We should get, we should have more people like try to. We should have more, more. This was probably our best business day ever. Ever, wow. Yeah, we should have more f- deck fights, and. Um, so uh, I, uh, later on, I, it's probably I looked at my Facebook thing, and it's just it's trending, it's trending, and everyone's talking about it. And uh, at the, I see that uh, during the comment uh, comment threads uh, and the media sites, like most of the ninety five percent of the people are on my side mm. because people are going what. And you've really... This is our thing. You've put him in a corner because if he... He doesn't even have a shirt. No. And if he just goes, no, you can't do that, then you're like, well, now you're taking away half of the proceeds going to cancer research. Or I could say, well, yeah, you can have the other half. And I just tell people, well, he took the other half uh, and he would look like more of a dick. Mm. So it's just... uh, 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 When I... like some people were saying, oh, I want to punch that guy. Mm. And then I felt the need to go to the thread and say, oh, no. keep the torches and the, yeah. the pitchforks down because uh, let's not just go there. Mm. Um, and because I called, I was getting up, I was getting uh, a bad conscience because I called him the Grinch mm. in my story. Mm. And which was very funny because later I realized that Grinch was... Uh, was uh, uh, basically stealing Christmas from who will <gasps> amazing right wow that was not on purpose but I was saying like yeah but you remember the Grinch in the end when he stole the Christmas he, he people still had Christmas mm. and he just then he re- realized that you can't steal Christmas 
So he came from the mountain and joined in mm. the Christmas celebration, mm. which I am hoping will happen to this Grinch fella, mm. because I mean it's just, uh, it's, it's yeah it, he didn't do anything illegal, but he it did was something dicky. that's very dicky and. Um, and uh, well, if he was not giving us a chance to, uh, if he was he was putting us in a corner, and he was gonna he was gonna sue us if we kept on selling this T-shirt, then uh, I, that was the only thing I could think of. We could do mm. just okay, and we just tell people about what's happening, and when people heard, they were not happy, and uh, now he was in yesterday he was the Grinch of Iceland. And then later on, I found myself on live television, on the wo- most watched show on Friday night, which mm. is uh, Kisly Martin. Martin, and talking about this guy, and I was like, oh my god, I mean, this guy was probably teaching Jim, and then he went to the the teachers' lounge and looked at his phone, <laughs> and and the the Waff and and people had named him yeah he's in, like in the grapevine they named him so maybe even his students oh they might have gone dude what are you doing yeah uh, and yeah he's uh, i've heard people who i've met people who whose children are in his gym class and they're like I'm going to buy a couple of uh, new I'm going to buy some new gym clothes for my kids oh <laughs> my god and I'm like, oh god, this is just some dude who is using a flawed law or something. It's not even. I mean, I'm not even sure if the law is flawed. Flawed mm. law. It's a flawed law. No, you can trademark pretty much anything. Yeah, but um, I mean, remember when Kylie Jenner tried to trademark the name Kylie? Right. And Kylie really? Minogue sent her lawyers and said, uh, "I was the original Kylie," mm-hmm. and Kylie Jenner lost. Yeah, it's why. Do you need what? What it's it's so it's it, this is a perverse thing. Mm. It's a perverse thing uh, in the same way of so many. It's like uh, it is like Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. represents this need of owning a thing, mm-hmm. and uh, like Taylor Swift with this sick beat. Yeah, she owns that. This sick beat. Oh yes, she also. She trademarked yeah. this sick beat. So anytime this someone puts sick. this sick beat in yeah. a song, they have to pay her. It's it's ridiculous. Why are you doing it? Mm. Why can't you just you enjoy have enough it? money? Yeah, you have enough money. Why do you need to own a thing? Mm. You are there. Are like not only Gollum, you're smog on a mountain of gold. Mm. You're ev- you are there are so many villains based on what this is, mm. and. Um, uh, some guy, I, 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 uh, I read some of the threads and uh, probably one of the two people who were not on my team said, yeah, well, if uh, somebody would take stick figures and do their own stick figure t-shirt, then whoever wouldn't be happy about that. Mm. I wouldn't give a shit about mm. that. I don't own stick figures. Stick figures is the first thing you learn how to draw. Everyone owns stick figures. Mm-hmm. Stick figures is belongs to uh, children. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would never go. No, I am the stick figure guy. Uh, but um, here is. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's his own. It's like it's like collect. It's like uh, a bit, it's a it's a. I mean, 
There is a word for it. It's uh, the trademark troll, mm. which are people who buy as many trademarks as they can. Yeah, and hope that one of them pays off. Uh-huh. There was once a guy who bought hugleikurdaxon.is. So, uh, so if I would do an Icelandic website with my full name, and then he contacted me. Hey, man, I, I just going to say I own hugleikurdaxon.is. Oh, that's Maybe you would buy it. I was like, fuck you forever. What's wrong with you? You're buying other people's names and selling and them to them so, are you insane yeah. and you're also you're, you're you're buying someone's name with the hopes of selling it to them to cash in on their success yeah it's you've worked very hard yeah. to get where you are now to the point where you have this website you've got the products and it's just someone going you know what i see your hard work and i'm just gonna come in and scoop some off the top yeah. so i didn't buy that so i just got duckson.com because people can spell duckson not hula good yeah you asshole uh so that's and that's com and it was very i mean and who, the guys who buy, bought Daxon.com first were Penguin publishers mm. did to promote my books when they were publishing them. And uh, I, um, and I, they owned it for a while and they did mm. nothing with it. And I asked them, can I have it? And they said, of course. And yeah. they gave it to me because they're proper people. Yeah. They didn't try to make me pay for it or anything. So, uh, and also, here's the thing. Yeah, he, everyone gathered around who and who was this who was uh, the new Christmas. It was summer Christmas of mm, Iceland. Mm. It was the, uh, a simple, silly sound that the citizens of uh, Iceland uh, uh, gathered around and uh, were united uh, uh, because of. And he, he said, I will buy this and I won't let anyone else buy it because I would have gotten, if somebody would buy it, so that someone like him mm. wouldn't buy it, mm. because it, uh, yeah, I mean, I've how much would it have cost to buy to trademark a word? I'm not sure what it costs. It doesn't cost too much. We bought Duxon recently just to so that this wouldn't happen mm. to my last name. Mm. But if you wanna, if your name is Duxon, I'm not gonna ban you from printing it anywhere. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's it's just try to secure ourselves uh, for a couple of reasons. I was just asking because I was considering um, putting a trademark on the word the. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's like now. Or it's, just all prepositions in general. The patent office has released a statement now. Mm. It's become this whole thing. It's very wonderful, actually. I mean, it's the best advertisement I've ever gotten. So. Um, uh, the patent officer re- released a statement that says, yeah, in cases like this, we will review the whole uh, thing and mm. uh, it might not be, it might, we might uh, put it in the category of unpatentable mm. words or whatever. Mm. So I think that's what is going to happen. With my embarrassment is that I feel bad for this guy yeah. uh, because uh, I, uh, I was like, it was like uh, I'm a I guess like a sleeping monster or something, and he keeps poking me and like oh, come on I'm trying to sleep and you you wouldn't like okay I'm hurt. you won't like me when <laughs> I'm angry I, I think Hulk is my spirit animal because when I, I punch back I can I I will probably break every bone in your face mm-hmm. uh, which is the, your face bone and. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't want to cripple you. You are a Hulk. But uh, if you poke me I, uh, and keep on poking me, I will cripple you. And now I feel bad because I'm staring at this bloody broken corpse uh, in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but I tried to. I mean, you just kept on poking me. You're a Hulk. I think I'm a Black Widow. Yeah, why? Because I would just find a way to get from the inside and manipulate you into destroying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, uh, but uh, I, I wish him all the best, this guy. But uh, sorry, you just picked the wrong word and the, and the wrong uh, gamma radiation professor. <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. And on that note, do you have uh, a word for how to speak speak Australian? I got Uh, one. Yeah. Tell me what you think this word means. Duck it. Duck it. It means... um, It it means a male thong. No. No? No. I'll give you a hint. It's made of paper. Duck it. It's made of paper. It is a filter for a joint. Mm -mm. Very thin paper. Has writing on it. Oh, duck it. It is... (laughs) Can I hear it in a sentence? Can I hear it in a sentence? Um, I've got to return this uh, pair of shoes. They don't fit me. Have you still got the dock it? Oh, it's a receipt? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... FaceTiming with my mother last night and she used that word mm. and I went oh I haven't heard that in a long time yeah duck yeah. it duck it um well, let's see have I got something for you in Icelandic mm. have I got news for you mm. well um uh, I have uh, I already taught you about cucumber days mm-hmm. And I think uh, also it's, this has been a cucumber week because it has. Uh, it's a slow news. I, I I dropped the the whole who who gate thing uh, during a sn- slow news week, so people had something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I have uh, I well I've written something down here. Okay. For example, I have uh, Icelandic movie titles. Okay. Oh, yeah, because that's hilarious. When they translate them yeah, to they, Iceland, they give regular movies, they always give them... An Icelandic title. Because, and I know this because my IMDB, because I have an account, uh-huh. when I search for movies, yeah. sometimes it will give me the Icelandic title. Like um, recently I was trying to find The Witches mm. and it wouldn't come up. But then I went to Angelica Houston and then found, I think it's Galdr... Galdranornir. Galdranornirnar. And that's the witches in Icelandic. Yeah. Okay, I will teach you this word. Yeah. Galdranornirnar. Nornirnar. <laughs> it's Nornirnar. Well, Galdranornirnar literally means magic witches. Magic, because there's no magic witches. There are witches, no magic witches. So there's Stevie Nicks. <laughs> She's a non-magic witch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's then there's magic yeah, witches. Nordnir is witches. Mm-hmm. Nordnirnar is the witches. And Galte is Galdra. magic. Galdra. Galdra. Galdra Nordnirnar. 
Oke. Kaldranornirnar. Kaldranornirnar. Magic witches. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, it doesn't. Know. What other? I, I know someone told me once the Titanic is translated into Icelandic as just the name of the boat that takes you to the Westman Islands. Yeah, well, here's the thing. This is the work of a troll. Mm. When uh, they when they dis- when the option came that you could actually translate the titles on IMDb, a lot of very creative trolls mm. uh, went there and just started uh, started uh, translating stuff that they were, that when it came to movies or, or DVD or, or video stores, it didn't have that Icelandic. Everything it was just Titanic. Mm. It just called Titanic because that's the name of the ship, but. Uh, So a lot of the things you see on IMDb is just someone being funny. Okay. However, there was a time where we actually did this before the internet and when you were look, I would like every Thursday or Friday, that was my favorite thing to see what movies are on. Mm-hmm. What new culture from abroad can I look at for an hour and a half mm-hmm. to make my gray life seem like something. I, uh, uh, there was, for example, Tveir uh, Tottenham. Two mm-hmm. on the head? No, no, on the top. On the two on the top. Two on the top. Two, two on top. Two on top. I I wouldn't know what. Nah, you will know. It's lethal weapon. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, tilvera. Uh, something about a muddy sock. No, that's trupplu <laughs> sockur. Trupplu. Okay. Trupplu. Trupplu til til tilvera. Trupluð, a trupla is to disturb. Disturb. Disturbed. Mm. Tilvera is uh, existence. Disturbed existence. Mm-hmm. The Matrix? No. Um, There are two movies that I remember that have that title. Disturbed existence. Uh, is it a new movie? No. I'll do, you will never get okay, it. What it's, is it? It's uh, it's South Park bigger, longer, uncut. What? And also a translation for train spotting. I get train spotting. Yeah, disturbed existence. Our type of stavade. A vad is a, the noun for you when you're waiting. You're waiting a river or something. Uh-huh. You're. Uh, You're in Vath. You're in a way. Okay. <laughs> Typasta is um, typer. How would you translate that? I'm just gonna look it up here on the compute and go to trans. On the number oracle. Mm-hmm. Uh, typasta. This is uh, Islandska to Anska. Typer. Doubtful. No. Typer. That's the translate. Uh, almost, just under, almost. It's so, almost something. It's hyperstar. It's like on the edge. On the edge of waiting. Yeah, on a, and you are on the, um, on the part in the waiting. Mm, that's right? almost at the waterfall. Oh yeah, yeah. Hyperstar valley. That would be it. You're up on the edge, basically. Uh, and that's the title for uh, Die Hard and a lot of action movies. Also, the word, uh, the phrase "Aublauthrede," which literally Something means blood on a blue thread. A blue thread. That Aublauthrede uh, uh, means hanging by a thread, and a whole lot of uh, action movies were called Aublauthrede. 
And do they actually call the Avengers Hepnet and it? No. No. Okay. Just, uh, the, the, it, uh, that's, we took that from uh, old uh, comics, which uh, when I translated Marvel comics into Icelandic for a few years. What is Jaws in Icelandic? Okindin, which means not sheep. Uh, Okin. There's something in the water. It's not sheep. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I know. Everything that's not sheep is a monster to Iceland. (laughs) Okindin is an old word we use for uh, a monster. I don't know. It's not sheep. It's not sheep. I mean, maybe that's why it's. Oh, yeah. It's not. There's a very horrific child uh, rhyme about Okindin, about a, a monster. Punching a child over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an old Icelandic lullaby. I will teach you more about the lullabies later on. Okay, okay. But I think it's time for Gay to Me Straight. It is! Gay it to Me Straight! I do have... Um, I wanted your opinion on something. Because mm-hmm. I, I made a little tweet, a twat, a twaddle. Mm-hmm. Um, the other night when we were at a gay bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tweet was... Uh, at every gay bar in the world... There is a drunk straight woman who's the only one dancing at 9 p.m. because she believes she's our new queen. Mm-hmm. And a billion gays snapping videos of her that she doesn't realize are ironic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got a few interesting reactions yeah? from, from straight white women. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like one of them in particular was like, just replace straight white woman with gay man and you'll see, you know, gay man at a straight bar. And, and it was... Oh. Yeah, say the whole phrase now with the by uh, with switching by switching the words. At every straight bar in the world, uh-huh. there is a straight white gay man. Straight? No, I get there's a gay man. There's, uh, there is a, a white gay man, a drunk white gay man, <laughs> who's the only one dancing at nine p.m. because he believes he's our new queen. Yeah. And a billion straight women <laughs> snapping videos of him that he doesn't realize are ironic. Yeah. <laughs> It does sound like a more horrific world, <laughs> it <laughs> but does. it sounds like a very true world as well. I but think, it's uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the the point I was making was was that there. Um, I mean, I've noticed this in so many times. Like that, I'm not saying gay bars are are, are closed to straight people. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's one of the beautiful things is yeah. is that they are open. But I was more making a point of of I mean in my own existence I've had so many periods where like there's this attitude and I've told you this before I've been sexually assaulted uh-huh, by straight uh-huh. white drunk women who uh-huh. are like you're gay this doesn't matter I'm just gonna grab your dick mm-hmm, and yeah. it was it was a humorous observation yeah. that I have noticed there are a lot of drunk straight white women who seem to feel that um, because she's in a gay bar, the regular rules that would apply anywhere else don't apply to her there, you know. And it, and I was more talking about that girl who has no spatial awareness and is uh-huh. knocking drinks out of people's hands uh-huh. and is just living for herself. Yeah, yeah. And you were talking about the stereotype. A stereotype. Yeah. But what I, 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 the people who took umbrage with this uh, particular statement, um, my attitude to them would be: if you are concerned that you're this woman, it's one of two things. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh my God, I hope he's not talking about me. If you have the wherewithal to um, to go, I hope that's not me, it's probably not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because the girl I'm talking about doesn't realize that well, she's that girl, mm-hmm. or it it's it's like. I mean, it's not like Me Too, but during the, the whole Me Too thing about how men everywhere are like, I hope I've never been that person. Mm. Take that as a, I hope, you know, mm. I hope I've never been that girl. Do you have an opinion on this? What you were saying in the final thing, uh, you, you hope I've never been that girl. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah, like yeah. if you're, if you're yeah, taking yeah. offense hope, to that statement. I hope you've never been that girl who grabs someone's crotch. Yeah, and like just that. doesn't, just doesn't have, it's, I, but I've noticed this a lot of, a lot of, it, it's always straight white women mm-hmm. get drunk in a gay bar and then just suddenly re- feel like the rules that would apply to her in any other bar don't apply to her there. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you, you, yeah, cool. Live for yourself. Have fun. But you don't need to ruin everyone else's night. How much is he ruining everyone else? Oh my God. This was in response to this one girl who literally, there was no room on the dance floor. Uh Like, and it it was, you know, and then, and she was interrupting the performer. Yeah. You know, by getting up on the stage and dancing next to the drag queen and Uh the drag queen's like, come on, like, I'm here to do a job. Let me do my job. And then it's, it's like, you know, honey, you're not Beyonce. Mm -hmm. You're, you're not, you're not even Taylor Swift. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's a funny uh, comment and everything, uh, and I also think you were being a bitch there, and you, when you were at your funniest, that's in a bitch mode. Uh, Thank of, you. Often. But I feel like it's way funnier uh, coming live from you, because in print, bitchiness sounds like more judgy, and yeah, it sounds yeah. more bitter. Yeah. Uh, people can read anything in, uh, in in print, and that's I guess I guess what I've been doing lately is when I have these funny thoughts, I've been trying to. That's my new form of workshopping jokes. Yeah, is to tweet them, see the response they get, and then yeah. build from there. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure if that works for the bitch character. No, because uh, on print the bitch sounds better. You can't get the context. No context. Context, the context. You can't get a context. <laughs> you can't get the context from a bitchiness in print. Mm, mm. Uh, because uh, 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 when you're doing it live and often, often uh, off the cuff, uh, it's beautiful and you sound like uh, you. I, I feel like you are uh, 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 unconquerable. You yeah, are, okay. uh, You are bulletproof mm. when you're doing it there. Um, but uh, saying that on the internet, it, it sounds it could some people will hear hear it like another troll, another yeah okay, uh, another guy hiding behind the keyboard. Just like when I I made that joke about Icelanders patting themselves in the back for circumcision banning. Yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah because when you say it, it's f- funny. Mm, mm. But when you write it. People can read it again and again and it's, again. Yeah, it's also when you write it, it's like uh, here's what I feel, mm. and uh, uh, yeah, it's just something I noticed because they keep, these sentences keep coming back to me. Like you said this a year ago, yeah, you said this yeah, two yeah. years ago, and I was like, oh, what did I say that? Mm. Like. Just uh, some. It was very. It's a funny sentence. Mm. But when I read it, uh, I see. Oh no, I'm a bitch. Yeah, it's like I'm. It's like I'm just nagging. Or that Key and Peele sketch, the gay office guy. Yeah. 
Have you seen that one? Yeah, it's right. The end, he's like, oh, I get it. I'm not oppressed. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, uh, and every time, um, it's, yeah, it, it, uh, that's why every time I do something, if it's a minor complaint, mm. I skip it. I yeah. write it, and then I just erase it. Because uh, it's gonna start a conversation where I have to say things like, "Well, I didn't kind of, oh, I didn't mean that. I was just, uh, and when you're saying that on print, that sounds, mm-hmm. everything sounds different on print. Mm-hmm. That's uh, for, for for example. Sometimes you wanna have, a, I'm gonna say something to you, and I don't find a way to say it in a sentence, so I just have to call you because you have to hear the voice and is an integral part mm. of that conversation it's a funny thing the whole and i thing. should be aware of that because i of all the people i know i've been told more than i should that i sound when i'm talking to people online like i hate them yeah yeah you probably do <laughs> <laughs> but i i've known you for so long that i don't you think can you see have, through it i can absolutely see through it and there uh, you go people who know me and love me uh, see me use a gif Mm -hmm. and go oh he's trying Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) you also don't do smiley faces no i mean uh, in our little comedy chat with bilge and snjolaug we uh we never use smiley faces because we don't need to it's just snarky comments uh, back and forth it depends on the person you're talking to you Mm -hmm. have to use smiley faces i get told all the time i wish you used more emojis Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a very useful tool. Mm, it gets mm. you through a lot. I mean, sometimes if people are, um, you know, asking for an opinion or asking if you could do something, and uh, I say no, I don't have time. But good luck. It sounds like a I don't have time. Good luck. Do you know? But if I put a smiley face there, Bilge, it changes the whole thing. Bilge may hate me for saying this, but I think it's hilarious and worth sharing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, the emojis can be accidentally wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you know this, and I haven't mentioned this to any of our listeners, but uh, on the day of our Valentine's podcast, mm. I found out that my mother had breast cancer. Right. And so, and it just anyone out there who's listening, she's going to be fine. She's had surgery. She's starting therapy on Monday. Um, but it was a, a... Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure she's going to be fine. But, um, but we had a... I... I uh, that as soon as I got off the phone, Bilge had sent me a message going, you're free today. Do you want to hang out? And I sent her a message back uh, saying, oh, I'm just in a weird space. I just found out um, my mother has breast cancer. And she, her response was, oh, no, winky face. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was an accident? Yeah, it was an accident. And then her next message was, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That's not the emoji I meant to use. She meant to use the crying or the sad face. Yeah. And it's just one of her most recent. Yeah. Uh, and she asked it. And I was like, that it made my day. <laughs> that's one of the, I mean, uh, that's one of the... Uh, the crying face when somebody, for example, has died or mm, something, mm. I find that weird. Yeah. I can see how you can put a laughing face when you're not actually laughing, but when you're putting a, like, a crying face, especially that the face that's bawling, mm. just bra- and yeah. there's a waterfall. What is this, a, Co- a North Korean news announcement? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I was like, ah, it sounds so unsincere because that's the original problem I had with the emojis was mm. I feel like I'm so insincere. Yeah. But then again, then I just realized, okay, this is just, yeah, this is absolutely working out. But when you put the crying face, when something really bad has happened, something really sad, mm. I have a problem with that. So I try to just put a heart there. I would rather put a heart yeah. or just like yeah. their status. I think that still gets I, the message across. Yeah, I do a heart whenever somebody's died or mm. somebody's sick or something. Mm. Or actually, I, I would go a step further. Instead of just liking a status, if it's someone I know and care about, I'll send them a message. Yeah, that's also... You know, I'm, I'm here. My thoughts are with you. Yeah, yeah. No prayers, though. They don't do anything. No. No. Did you have a gay to be straight? No, I think... Uh, no, not really. Well, I thought... I was just, I was just gonna... Uh, I was gonna suggest a, a rap song because they have straight out of Compton. We could do a, you could do a gay out of Compton. Gay out of Compton. Mm. Although this one was the um, Admiral something, this bar that we were at. Mm. Was this the... But I kept calling it the Rear Admiral because it's a gay bar. Mm. Um, but... I thought, because you found this delightful book on my coffee table. Mm. They have a lesbian bar called Colonel Angus. <gasps> That's great. And, and it's in Mississippi. For real? Yeah, it's called Colonel Angus. Colonel Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy laugh. I stole that from, from SNL. Colonel Angus. Colonel Angus. Um, I can't wait to see Colonel Angus. For our something meaningful today. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, let's just um, put... In relation to uh, uh, how the Grinch stole who, mm-hmm. if people want to buy those shirts, which half of the proceeds go towards cancer research, um, uh, they can go to dachshund.com. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just realized we forgot to do um, how, um, Ants of Agony. All right. And also, yeah. we have to plug our show tonight. Yeah, we're doing a show at Hoora. He a Hoora. Uh, and it is it is a uh, tell tell people about it. It's a showcase of uh, our our greatest comedians, which is I and mm-hmm. Snowlo mm-hmm. and Jonathan Duffy and Bilge Babylons and Johannes Ingi Torvason. I will be hosting the whole endeavor. And You're hosting. I'm hosting. Wow. And we will do be we will be doing uh, classic jokes. We will do new stuff. We will do all sorts of things. Everything can happen. I think everyone is in Icelandic except for Jonathan. But mm-hmm. well, it' gonna be great. It' gonna be cheap because it's the cheaper than cheap. It's free. Anymore. No, Bilge is not before. She did I say her name? You did. Oh well, it's not Bilge Babylos, but it's Nola Ludix. I did mm. say her name. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're the same person. No, they are. <laughs> How, yeah, we're doing that tonight and it's a free admission. Mm. And then I have my, uh, I have my comedy show. Who Let the Daxon? Who Let the Daxon is on the Thursday and the Friday, Friday and, and Saturday, Saturday next Hard week. Rock. Yes. At Hard Rock Cafe. It's the final three. It's the final three. Before we possibly take it on the road. Or possibly do it again. Just yeah. there. Just there. It's <laughs> yeah. easier. Yeah. It's the thing downtown that's open. Um, we have an ants of agony uh, from a listener. We have a listener. We have a listener. Um, from Salvor Vaf is mm-hmm. the name. And she writes, 
Hi, Australia. Me and my main man just moved one hour drive out of Reykjavik and your podcast has been quite the entertainment for us. Laughing out loud, stuck in eight o'clock Monday traffic is the best way to start the week. Aw, that's that's nice. That's very nice, thank you. What has inspired me the most is your incredible friendship. To me, you're helping shape modern masculinity as opposed to the old Icelandic way of masculinity being stuck in suppressed feelings, anger, and violence towards themselves or others. Mm-hmm. Would you kindly talk about the hashtag Karmenskan movement, or in English, man up? Yeah. It's happening in Iceland now. Would you tell us your hashtag Karmenskan tweet were you to make one? Uh, from the uh, Kvedia, uh, the female, fun-loving, friendly feminist. Mm. There's a lot of Fs in there. Mm-hmm. So, tell us about it. Uh, Man up. What is it? It's a, it's a, like tweets uh, with the hashtag Karlmanskan um, peep men telling their own stories from their own point of view about how they have... Uh, uh, how they have been well oppressed emotionally. Oppressed emotionally. How the toxic masculinity thing has uh, has a negative effect on their lives. Mm. I would. Uh, I read some really one of one of the biggest ones for me. I read one which was a guy um, talking about his wife had a miscarriage. Uh-huh, yeah, and I read he. That one. Uh, because she was sad about it, he was sad about it too, but he would just drive around for hours and cry because he didn't want her to see him cry. That's right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess my... Uh, yeah, I don't know, because I've been, uh, like, uh, my whole life... Mm. When I was, uh, like, uh, my... My, like... Uh, when I was in uh, Gakko, when mm. I was 13 and 14 years old, uh, then I remember, uh, and then that's the first time I actually kind of realized that uh, you had to be a man. I didn't, mm. re- because my children's school, mm. I didn't realize until later that was a very hippie school. Okay. And uh, you were encouraged to be creative and to be yourself. So I never, it wasn't, it wasn't actually until, like, it was only in gym class mm. when I found that uh, whole uh, man, girls versus boy thing. Mm. And I never, I never, it always, it always uh, bothered me because I had so many f- girl, girly friends. Mm. And, uh, uh, and uh, I remember like when I was six years old, I was playing around with a lot of girls and I just, for a while there, I thought I was a girl. I didn't think I was a girl. Girl, I knew the just the same as everyone else. Yeah, I knew the physical difference. But uh, uh, when people when, back then, at least when children were playing, they're saying "min laparhatna" or "min thin, which means mine is walking over here and mine's gonna hit yours. So you're saying you're talking about your. Um, character as yours you didn't don't mm. say i but min is masculine mm. and mean is feminine and i remember playing around with girls when i was uh, six years old and we were all playing pretend and girls were going yeah mean is gonna build a house here and mean is going over there and then i started saying yeah well mean is tr- trying to put up a fortress over here and then okay. I, and then the girl said you can't say mean you're a min and i was like Oh, 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 oh. I, I didn't realize I said mean, mm. but why can't I be mean? Because mm. we are all girls. Why, 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 do I have to be, do I have to be like a minority here? Mm. 
So uh, this has kind of always bothered me, and uh, so uh, and I found out that uh, like most males thought that way or were kind of uh, swaying in that direction, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, join them mm. in that just because I didn't know how and I didn't know how to be it was a part of being cool. So if you're a guy, you have to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, um, I guess I, I had the whole, but my lot of my education comes from movies. So to me, assholes were like Biff in Back to the Future, and I always thought, why are people being like Biff from Back mm. to the Future on purpose? Or Danny San in the Karate Kid. Yeah. Or, <laughs> like, why are you? Because you've seen those movies, you mm. know they are the bad guys. Mm. Why are you being him? Mm. Uh, and why do people buy it? Why do girls like the Biff? Haven't you seen those movies? And why are some girls being the mean girl mm-hmm. from the teenage movie? Haven't you seen that she is the bad girl? She is the villain. Mm-hmm. Why do people want to be the villains? Mm. Uh, and it was a very, I guess, a naive way to see the world. Because I thought that uh, if you, like you're watching a movie and you're seeing, oh, you're supposed to be nice, um, and I, I guess I didn't I didn't figure out that they were just part of the whole uh, social the poisoned social construct, and um, so whenever they were being the meek girl or being the biff, they were just that was. Uh, uh, mechanism for them to survive as a survival mechanism. Mm. It was the it was the law of the jungle and stuff like that. So that so I was uh, during um, uh, children's school, Westerbier school, which was a hippie school. I kind of blossomed and started doing comics. They were all com- uh, com- comedic comics. There were spoofs of Star Wars and mm. Ghostbusters and stuff like that. And uh, uh, I wrote uh, and just I was encouraged, and uh, other kids in my class uh, also encouraged me. I was the I was the local fart uh, joke mm-hmm. uh, drawer. But then go to Hagaskole and that's 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 the the classic system, and that's where the law of the jungles uh, is, and that's where the bullies thrive. Mm. And just I saw that school that was three years of just mean people, mm. those mean kids and uh, bullied kids. And teachers pretending not to. Yeah, uh, because see they're like, oh, you can't do anything no, about it. That's just the way it is. And the teachers always tell you, yeah. have you tried ignoring it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, so that school was three years of me looking at the floor, waiting it, waiting for it to be over. Yeah. So then later, um, uh, so then later I went to Kvenno, which Kvenna Skolen, which means the women's school, mm-hmm. which was my mentor school, and it was like seventy percent women at that time. So. Uh, uh, I felt better there and mm. my best friend there uh, was a gay man so I just there I kind of got back into the okay I can just be myself here mm. uh, and I, th- I believe a lot of people thought I was gay uh, that didn't bother me at all because mm-hmm. I didn't have the guts to talk to girls anyway so uh, which was very ironic in a school of girls but then I went to art school, and then that's where I found my people. Oh, yeah, other rejects. So what would your tweet be? My tweet would be, uh, I don't... About a time I, when I you feel, just swallowed your emotions. Yeah, the, I swallowed my emotions, but that was just so I wouldn't be punched. Mm. 
uh, and I'm, I can't say I'm ashamed of my behavior mm. uh, but I guess you know I've I've done like yeah, I guess uh, when it comes to toxic masculinity I've done some uh, like um, insensitive things uh, in romantic relationship or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. but uh, uh, that's uh, me being just stupid. But it, the, the, really, the, no, the yeah. man up movement, it, it doesn't have to be about you talking about toxic masculinity things no. you've done. It's also about like when you've just not been able to express yourself. Yeah. Because of the way things are. Yeah. That, well, I, I think probably that had an effect on me, a huge effect for the first 20 years of my life. Yeah. Uh, I, I never kind of, uh, I knew that I wasn't supposed to talk about in my emotions. Mm. That was clear. Mm-hmm. But I, I gotta tell you, I, I'm, I have hard time um, uh, differentiating. Differentiating. Differentiating that, uh, if that was because of masculinity mm. or it, if it was because of being Icelandic. Actually, okay. because uh, we're not a very emotional no, people. But nowadays, uh, like we are getting there. Like the kids mm. today are very emotional. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very sincere. Uh, so uh, I come. My generation was more of a cynical generation, mm. and I remember, like, yeah, a lot of my, uh, yeah, but a lot of my peers were very cynical, and that's where I learned cynicism from, and it has certain served me very well but uh, but the best cynicism is when it's mixed with sincerity mm. sincericism which is not to be confused with the circumcision <laughs> I guess if I were to I don't know if I could construct a tweet on the spot but any times I've certainly felt it um, when I've had to work in industries that are outside of the entertainment one yeah like, you know, odd jobs or waiting or working in a kitchen or because uh, also I would say as a gay man, there is an element when you are working in a heavily masculine straight man environment mm-hmm. of you got to step up even more. Yeah. Because you, 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 you have to spend so much time trying to show them, yeah, I'm different from you, but I'm the same. I'm mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. And there have been moments where I have uh, worked for people who are assholes Mm -hmm. um who are asking unreasonable things of me uh and i've wanted to cry yeah but i've just gone don't Mm -hmm. you know just suck it up even though i had every right to and i had every right to to be emotional or have a breakdown or 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 just tell them you're being a cunt right now yeah i've i've probably i'm not ashamed of it because it's just that that's how it's been but i've taken things on the chin mm-hmm. and then waited and i mean i've had jobs where i've cried in the bathroom and pretended i was just doing a massive shit yeah yeah because you know and then made a joke about it afterwards right. so that no one would know you know it's it's and i i would say as a human i'm not um you know as in my 33rd year of life i'm more i'm very in touch with how i feel but i would say it does take a lot to make me cry because of that yeah i would rather do it on my own i've always uh, been i was yeah i get that i've always been uh i had a top problem with uh, locker room talk. talk yeah uh i, I always had a, like <clears throat> uh, when I enter a party and uh, I, f- I, f- I see it's a sausage party mm. I'm often like what 
well, okay, why are there no girls here? Mm. And I asked, where are all the girls? And people go, yeah, I know what you mean, man. I was like, yeah, sure, yes, absolutely. Sex is wonderful, but I just want this party to be fun. Yeah. I don't want. I want to be able to talk to someone, and a lot of times, if I am in a um, if I am in a situation where there are a lot of strangers in a social situation, mm. uh, then I will will bond with a girl rather than a guy because mm. uh, I because uh, the, she's uh, not going to murder you for being different. She's not going <laughs> to murder me for being different, but also because uh, I feel like a lot of the time. Uh, we will be able to have a conversation that's not uh, a. It's not a, superficial. A, yeah, weird, superficial yeah. poker game of who is the alpha in here or mm. whatever. And also, alpha males come. Oh, on. I cannot Just, stand Yes, yes, them. you are the best one in here. Okay, can you stop? Good now? for you. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, it's, uh, it's there's such a limited. Such a limited character to be an alpha male because mm. why would you? Why is why does this have to be a competition? And they, I I was such a uh, a shock to me when I got first got into comedy, but to realize that there are so many alpha males in mm. there and they run everything. Yeah, well they do, but uh, yeah, but they because I I had they don't really, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, there are so many alpha males who run rooms or run festivals mm-hmm. or and. And, and have this, I mean, you know, we've, we've both met um, comedians who are very established who still have that alpha male mentality mm, yeah, and yeah. don't quite understand sexual harassment and, and those kinds of things. And yeah. for me, it was a shock coming into the comedy industry because I had always had this perception that the majority of comedians were the, the outsiders, the misunderstood people, the people who were picked on in school, the people who probably have you know, mental health issues and are depressed. And mm. then you get in and you go, oh my God, douchebags from high school still exist here as well. It happens and they're trapped. There's a, there's a certain way of speaking. Um, we call them, how to, be, how to speak Icelandic? Uh-huh. I've ta- I think I've taught you this word before, shomle. Mm. Shomle, I don't think so. Uh, shomle is just, uh, uh, it's a funny way of saying gamle or old. Old. But it doesn't mean old, it means a dude. Mm. It means bro. Mm. Shomle, it's a bro. Uh, so there is this whole bro mentality when I, I, I've seen this happen. I remember I've seen this happen in a few people when I was like, uh, these were people I knew when I was a child. And then I kept on knowing them as a teenager. And I saw there was change during puberty mm. where they stopped being like, hey, how's it going, man? Want to play some Star Wars? Mm. And I go, yeah, bless her. Oh, it makes you want to throw up. Yeah. But I feel like why did you upload a new personality? And What's it's not a happened? personality, it's an affectation. Yeah, it's a shield. Yeah. It's a, it's a force field mm. because you realize you're, you're, get, you're about to grow up and emotions don't belong in a I'd, grown I'd up love, I'd love to create like a, a ray gun where you point at them yeah. and they have that affectation but their honest feelings come out yeah. so instead of like they're like I'm talking like this because I'm afraid of the world and emotions confuse me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> and uh, a lot of a lot of I've saw this happen to a lot of boys and they were like this during their teenage years and then they like shook it off like what was yeah. that yeah but then there are the people who didn't, weren't able to shut it off because they were afraid to 
look over the shield mm-hmm. and uh, they're just uh, this is safe and so they're like this uh, so they're 40 years old 50, 60 or still they're going blah ja maður hver kallarnir bara þú veist skilur ekki maður skilur ekki máli maður þetta svona er þetta bara ha. I get já, já, the most já, já. sad when I see men like that in their 30s who have kids yeah. who have sons and it's like you're you're just going to repeat this cycle like that that kind of father he's not going to give you hugs He's, he's not going to be able to, to listen to you or, or you know, uh, hear you. And I mean, I've seen, I've seen it in the street. I've seen a man, uh, an Icelandic man like that. His son fell over and hurt his knee and started crying. He's like, don't cry. Mm-hmm. You're like, Come on, man, he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. He's cry. a child, he's hurt. Cry, man. An adult can cry if they yeah. scrape their knee. I, I was watching uh, the... T- uh, the, the uh, mental school, uh, uh, question show, yeah, yeah, yeah. quiz show, which is uh, where the mental schoolers uh, compete in uh, the smartest school in smartness, mm. and F G F G, they won, and I saw that they were just there, they were crying in front of everybody, and I thought, this is beautiful, this it wouldn't is. happen ten years ago. Yeah, go FG. Farda Grauta. That's what FG stands for. Farda Grauta. No. <laughs> <laughs> go cry. Um, the like um, uh, the the guy who is now going to represent Iceland in Eurovision. Yeah. He cried when he won. He, he, he like, was overcome with emotion mm-hmm. because this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to him in life. 19-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, good for you. It and then people beautiful. did criticize him for that. Yeah, I I missed the whole criticism because it was outside my bubble. So mm. I was like, who? I, was, I only was, saw people criticizing the criticizing. It was toxic masculinity people yeah, yeah. criticizing him for yeah, crying yeah. on national TV for winning one of the biggest competitions in the country. How dare he? Yeah, it's a it's a cheap shot, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I feel I guess I feel uh, the inner toxic male who is still there, mm. and he will always be there. But he's kind of like a homeless now. He's wandering around my soul, knocking on windows, uh, like with a empty can with a he's couple of coins. He's climbing through your windows. He's tired people up. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> we he, gonna find he's you. He's going slowly insane. He's like a <laughs> John Gilgood. Hemingway. But I guess I feel him when I when sometimes, especially during a live podcast, mm. when I do a bad gay joke. Yeah. Okay. I feel it's tacky. Yeah, and not only Taki, I feel like, oh, why did I go that way? It was a cheap shot, and it's just like making someone so fun of someone for crying. But just know this: when you make bad gay jokes during live podcasts, I never see it that way, and I don't think our listeners or our audience do, because that this is where it gets very meta. Mm-hmm. Because people know you, and they know you're not that way. When you're making that bad gay joke. In a way, you you're making the bad gay joke, but you're also making fun of the people who make those jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I feel that way as well. But it's I, higher order thinking. Sure, sure. But hey, I thought because you found this delightful book on my coffee table that Bilga got me for my birthday. Mm-hmm. It is pocket RuPaul wisdom, mm-hmm. witty quotes and wise words from a drag superstar. And I thought we could end today without something meaningful. Just a random Ru- one? A random one. Yes, cool. Okay, so I'm just going to flip through and... Oh, this is a good one. <clears throat> Every time I bat my false eyelashes, it's a political statement. Damn, girl! 
Peace out.